0: Niner Empire Niner Empire Radio And this is The Champ And this is Kareem, a.k.a.
1: Night Clubber Lang Good to be back And good to be talking about the 49ers Especially after a big win Against our in-division rival The L.A. Rams yes, The division leader The sorry ass lambs you I know don't know how they're division leaders But yeah
0: yeah, well, you know, they um, last time we played them, we beat their ass. And Aaron Donald, the the broadcaster's favorite NFL player, um, really dissed our boy Debo. I uh, pretend like he didn't know who he was. And <laughs> Debo made sure he knew exactly who the fuck he was this oh, weekend. Man. 11 receptions, 133 yards, beat out. And uh, it was so good to see him back. That's one of the best draft picks the Niners have had in a long, long time. Yeah. He plays angry and uh, he's kind of like the black Kittle in how he plays, you know, just really aggressive and uh, manly. I like, you know, he wants to score every time he gets the ball and uh, he
1: doesn't. And that's the same way. Like you said, the same way Kittle thinks they, 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 you know, have no doubt that anyone can tackle them and that they can get there every single time. And I think, Debo, when he's not on the team, it's it's a totally different team. And when Debo's there, they just look more confident. They look angrier. And uh, it was it was great to see. he Had a monster game, like you said, eleven catches for one thirty three, and single handedly, even though Nick Mullins was a straight game manager and wasn't throwing the ball down the field and wasn't really doing anything great but we did enough to win and our running game didn't do much either. So Debo, you know, pretty much had to take the team on his shoulders and do it. And he did.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I I was happy with the game. I think overall, I mean, you know, we've been talking about it this whole season, that this season is somewhat of a wash, you know, we're we're so injured across the board and uh, we've already lost some critical games. So it's, it's an uphill battle, you know, to put it lightly. And, um, but we came to play, you know, I think a sign of a great team is having a depth and, and our guys who stepped in for the injured players across the board, everyone's been stepping up and, yeah. uh, it showed up, you know, and we have, you know, Nick Mullins, who's obviously our backup, you know, for the all world, hundred million dollar Jimmy Garoppolo, but man, you know, still a backup, you know, he's not a franchise quarterback material, but, man, the guy gets it done. You know, he didn't have the flashiest, you know, stat line or whatever. But, man, he gets it done. And um, it was really good to have Mostert back. I think that's another, uh, not a draft pick, but a free agent pickup, one of the best free agent pickups we've made in a long time. Um, really glad to see him out there. He's he's electric. Um, Sherman back for the first time. Man. And um, the one almost, thing I like about Sherman.
1: Oh, almost didn't recognize him out there. in 25 running around there and breaking up passes, got the interception. He almost didn't even recognize the defense. You forgot he was on the team almost.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, the one thing I really like about him is that he's not afraid to get physical. Yeah. And you don't see that a lot from secondary uh, secondary players. You know, they're, most of them are, you know, go for your knees and, you know, they're scared to hit. But Sherman goes for the hit. I've never seen him shy away from a big hit. And he was out there laying hat, and it was good to see. And um, it's, it's a shame this season was derailed by injuries because yeah. we have squad, man. But, you know, when you lose as many players as we have, I mean, what the hell do you want from us? You think about what it could be when you have
1: Sherman and and Verrett, who's playing like a, a pro bowler this year. But yeah. just imagine that whole secondary. Jimmy Ward had an incredible game too. Yes, he did. Uh, and and imagine if we had Tart and Kwan Williams. I mean, that could be the strength of our team. But this year, with the injuries, it's it's you know it's been a weakness, especially when you look at what we did in that Miami game and a couple other games. But when they're all together, you can make guy like Jared Goff and all these. You know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, they've got weapons on the Rams and, and those guys really didn't do shit. Robert Woods had a decent game, but to hold Cooper Cup to two catches and forty-one yards, that's that's really hard to do. And the defense, I know we always give Sala a a tough uh you know a, a tough call and, and and we're hard on him, but man, the defense really showed. And then you start talking about the the guys stepping up and you know, next man up. That defensive line, I don't know who the fuck these guys are half the time, but man, if yeah. they aren't stepping up for the injuries that we had to Bosa and Solomon Thomas and DJ Jones and Kevin Givens had a big game. Javon Kinlaw had the play of the game, the, yes, the he pick did. six. Yeah, he didn't do much else in the game, but that pick six was really, really big. And then Kerry Hyder, a guy, again, with pit, free agent pickup right before the season starts, he's been around and tore his Achilles and basically guy off the street. He comes in, this fool had two more sacks. He's got seven and a half sacks on the season right now. And these are all guys that, that really weren't expected to to play a big part this year, obviously. And, these guys are helping us. Now, we're only five and six. We're still, you know, behind the curve as far as the playoffs. And I can't believe the media and people are talking playoff. But there is a chance that they can play like this. Now, I would go back. I still don't like Mullins. I'm, I'm I, He dinks and dunks. He's a trumper. And, I'm, you know, I just don't believe in the guy. I would rather see CJ in there but if if you can get this done and he was 24 for 35 for 252 an average of seven one pick he got sacked a couple times quarterback rating 77 I mean that that's a low end of it uh, performance wise but if we could do that and win then I'm all happy with
0: it yeah I mean uh, you know Mullins uh, my mom was like I don't like him yeah <laughs> She's like, I don't like how he acts. He, he's He has a weird face. But um, Javon Kinlaw, speaking of weird faces, Javon Kinlaw fell out of the ugly tree and hit every Ooh. single branch on the way down. Yes. But it's good to see him make plays. You know, he was... Uh, there's a little bit of hype around him when, when we brought him on the team that he was expected to kind of beast out. And he hasn't necessarily been doing that, but it was good to see him have such a key play and i hope that he's able to build on that momentum and uh do more of that you know he got a, a
1: 91.6 rating on pff which wow for two games in a row uh you know he's been doing his thing and that's a lot better because he was totally disappeared early part of the year especially after having all the hype And these guys, you know, Deion Jordan was having a lot of pressures on on Sunday. These guys, some of these guys, you know, they they just weren't even going to be on. Deion Jordan wasn't even on the radar. And he's been coming in and and filling in on that line. So that's good to see.
0: Yeah. uh, And, you know, huge win, divisional win. And against the sorry-ass Rams, that's three in a row. You know, the Rams were or are really uh considered you know one of the better teams in the in the league and one of the better teams the best team in our division. And we beat them three times in a row and that's great. And especially to beat them with such a hobbled roster. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great sign. And uh yeah, I'm really happy with it. It was good to see, you know, a lot of our, our injured players back who have been um who have been out all this time. And it's, like I said, shame it took this long, but, hey, better late than never.
1: I will say, you know, offense-wise, we should have done a lot more than keeping these guys close. And they came in and even took the lead. We were dominating at one point, and they weren't doing anything. And it comes down to that running game. There were some big turnovers. Jeff Wilson and Mostert both coughed the ball up. And Mostert ended up with 16 carries for 43 yards, 2.7, you know, a carry. And he's his average in his career is like six per carry. So we yeah. need we need more as far as that's concerned. That I was reading an article today that said Juice Check has been having a terrible year as far as blocking. Uh, And I know it's not just his fault because he's had a block for like five different running backs this year with hasty and and McKinnon and Coleman, Jeff Wilson, like all these different guys, but we're going to need this running game to be better, especially as the bills come into us playing in Arizona, but the bills come in uh, and they've got a really good defense and it's going to be a tough game. We need to run the ball better, especially if we have, uh, Dinkin' Dunk, Nick Mullins back there. So hopefully well, uh, we can get better.
0: And not just run the ball better, but hold the fucking ball. You know, three yeah. fumbles. You know, Mostert, Wilson, <clears throat> Juice, they all fumbled. And um, the first fucking duty of an offensive player, especially a running back, is protect the fucking ball. Yes. So it was. I was disappointed to see that. And uh, But, man, how much do you complain about, you know, uh, a big win against the Lambs, you know, on the road, and um, we needed that. Yeah.
1: I'll take it. And it was, you know, Aaron Donald was beasted, and he didn't beast the first game, but he no. came out, and, and we put the rookie, McKivitz on him, who was fucking awful, by the way. But... He, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Donald was personally causing sacks out there and and just causing mayhem but to get out of there again it these guys their defense their corners everyone I mean they're top tier and uh and we beat them and and, you know we only won on a last minute field goal but in all reality we we dominated that game in my opinion they came back and they let it but our defense was better than their offense and our offense did enough behind Debo Samuel to win. And uh, you know, like we were saying about Debo, it's good to get some of these weapons back and see what they can all do, you know, like last year in the Super Bowl and in the run, we had Kittle, we had Emmanuel Sanders, we had Debo. We haven't really got to see all that this year all at one time, and, and if there's a possibility towards, you know, uh, the last couple of few games of the year, we might be able to get Kittle and Garoppolo back, there's a chance that uh, if we run the table, we can make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's going to take a fucking wing and a prayer to uh, make it to the playoffs. I I would be shocked if we did, and you know, part of me, and I'm, I know people don't want to hear this, but part of me doesn't want to make the playoffs because I'd rather not go than, <clears throat> than go and fucking lose. You know, if we go, I want to be a, a true competitor, and I just don't think we have it this year. And um, it is a good sidebar conversation. Yeah. What What and, are your thoughts? Hold on, what What are your thoughts on uh, tanking a season to get a better <laughs> draft pick versus staying competitive?
1: Well, I, I like the draft pick, but I'm also worried that if you get a top pick, the way that this fucking NFL works and the salary cap, you you don't really get to keep your guys. You know, you got to get rid of your guys as soon as they get good. And, you know, you take for a guy, you get a quarterback or you get someone and you're there for a couple of years. And, and I just think this team is ready to win now. And and I, I've seen – we've all seen the Niners at 10 and 6 get hot at the end of the year and you can make a run all the way through. It's who's hot at the end of the year, who's healthy at the end of the year. And yeah. I still think with this team, you get Ayuk back, you get Debo, you get, you know, the, the line, and then you get Jimmy if he can do anything. You know, I, I still think that team can beat anyone, especially in the NFC, now beating – the Chiefs, uh, the the Bills are going to be a big test for us this week. But you know, like we can beat Seattle, we can beat the Rams, and and the Saints aren't anywhere, especially without uh, Drew Brees. These are all the teams that are leading our our you know leading the NFC, and we can beat those teams. Now, you know, can we get deep? Who knows? But I'm still holding out hope, and also. When you bring in a rookie quarterback, if that's who we were to get, if we were to tank that rookie quarterback is going to need some time to develop and do things that, that you know, even with the Ravens, when they got Lamar, you know, the first year he didn't do anything the second year, you know, they, they should have won it all. They lost in the playoffs. That's what I would see. You know, it's like a three-year process. And now they're in their third year And, you know, it's, it's, you know, Lamar's just not as good as he was last year. And so that's kind of what you see with the quarterbacks. I think our franchise quarterback is, is out there. I've been thinking a lot about Matt Stafford from Detroit and they just fired, you know, everyone, Patricia and their, their GM.
0: He's never, (laughs) he's
1: never had an offensive line. He's had some great receivers He's finally got a, a tight end now, but you know, he's just never had a balanced team. Or even more important, he's never had a Kyle Shanahan. And so I, I you know, I, I think the answer might be out there, and this team is built to win now. I don't want to go through another uh you know rebuilding session with with a fucking plumber as your head coach and <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. I think we can win now with who we have. And I think we're young enough. You got guys like Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw leading the defense. And then you got Bosa, you know, we're young, we can win. And, you know, I, I just think we should go after it if it's there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely am not looking to draft a quarterback. And um, I think that's too much of a project. And like you said, we have the tools now and there are quarterbacks out there that, I think Kyle Shanahan could could uh, make lemonade out of you know. Yeah. So, but I, we definitely need to get some offensive line help. You know, even nice. though we have three number one picks on our line, they play yeah. like pure shit. Yeah. And uh, but you know, even th- this last week, I mean, there was a few punkings on the O line that I witnessed. And of course, uh, McCringley six nine is always getting his fucking colon cleansed. Yeah. But all in all, eh, pretty good. You know, they, they they had a pretty decent game. You know, the Mullins had time most of the time and you know, the blocks were there for the running game. So I was pleased. And I feel like the Niners controlled the momentum for the majority of the game. Towards the end the Rams made a little surge, but um all in all, we were in control of that game. And yeah. that was great.
1: Yeah, and you know, it- wasn't expected. We're underdogs. Like we, like we have been and and to come in and win on the road anytime that's good, especially with your backup quarterback. But is this team with Mullins. Can you make a run? I don't think so. I I just don't think he's, he's good enough. I don't think he sees the field enough. Um, And some of these premier defenses, even, you know, 50, 50 defenses like Miami, or the Seahawks can make him look really, really shitty. And so that's my concern. Um, you know, I'm worried that, uh, you know, we might not have enough offensive firepower and we'll leave it too much to the defense. But we'll see what happens as these guys get healthy, man, and, and get off the fucking COVID list.
0: <laughs> yes, well, um, good win, good overall game. Good to see the guys back. I'm pleased. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about uh, who did good and who didn't
1: do so good?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's hand out some. So I'll set it off. Uh, The man, the myth, the legend, Debo Samuel. You know, Debo came in. You know, he's been injured. Uh, He's been one of the most exciting players in the game. And, of course, definitely one of the most exciting on our team. Yes. He, he's aggressive. He he runs angry. Um he he has he's like a mixture of uh TO and and Kittle. They're kind of the he's like the perfect mesh of the two. You know, and um really like the guy. So he came back 11 receptions, 133 yards, averaging over 12 yards a uh, reception. I didn't get to the end zone, but it doesn't matter. He was making a difference. And uh, I love seeing him play and everyone knows what we have with him. And so it's only right to give Debo the Franchise. Good one, man.
1: Mine's gonna go on the other side of the ball. Talked about this guy a little bit earlier, been in the league. Uh his biggest year, I think he had eight sacks. Um, but tore his ace, uh, uh, ripped off his uh, Achilles tendon, like Clay Thompson got hurt last year's with the Cowboys. Didn't do anything, picked him up as a free agent this year. And, and didn't even play early this year or, or this last game, two sacks, two tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, four total tackles, three solo tackles talking about Kerry Hyder jr. On the year, seven and a half sacks. And uh, we're a little bit over the midpoint of the year. Um, What is it? Seven more games to go or something like that. Or what is it? Five more games to go. I mean, he could be in double digit sack numbers Uh, and just, just not the sack numbers, but he's in the backfield. He's stopping the run and uh, he's a monster out there. And, and, you know, people are starting to take notice this guy. We're going to have to resign. But every week you notice him being astounded on that line. So for that, Carrie Hyder gets my franchise. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, um, overall, it was a pretty solid performance. Uh, so I hesitate to give out any step your game ups, but definitely a couple players that need to
1: step, step up your game, game up. up.
0: So, for me, um, Nick Mullins, you know, he, he had a decent game. He still has some flaws there, you know, stupid interceptions. He looks um, like
1: he was in the fucking deliverance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, throw threw a dumb interception and uh, pretty inaccurate on a couple throws. Um, but all in all, was decent, you know, 24-35, 252 yards. Not shabby. He did take two sacks, which are not all his fault. But, you know, he definitely has to step his game up because you're a backup quarterback. And, you know, so few people um, get a chance to play in the NFL. And you're having this golden opportunity right now to show what you're made of. Yes. And it, it's there's nothing more important than flexing your muscles in the time that you get to flex them. And so I feel like he's done, he's done decent. He's done decent for backup standards, but there's no debate. Uh, there's no quarterback controversy going on. And I would hope that there would be, you know, cause Jimmy G hasn't played, you know, that well. And Nick Mullins has had a lot of face time this season and every week in week out it's pretty much the same performance you know there's going to be a dumbass pick that you're like what the fuck are you doing yep. a couple of inaccurate passes and a lot of game managing going on and, and he will dumbass, have a couple and some dumbass uh, faces that you make yeah um, and but he <laughs> will also have some good plays and all in all um, i think he's led well all things considering but still you know Take advantage of your chance, Nick Mullins, and God damn it, would you please. up <laughs> Man, I got a guy
1: who actually didn't even play. And this is along the lines of what happened in Denver this past weekend. Denver had no quarterbacks to play because the three quarterbacks in the room, whatever happened, and, and the media will never let it out. The league will never let it out. Whatever happened, they were probably fucking at some hick ass club in Denver uh, with some subpar looking strippers uh, hanging out without a mask and either one of them got COVID or they broke protocol. And as leaders, you know, young guys, I'm talking about Denver now as, as the three quarterbacks who got suspended for, Uh, COVID protocols will tell you they couldn't play in the game, and Denver had to go get a guy off their practice squad who was actually a wide receiver to play quarterback in a meaningful NFL game. And that's why I bring up Brandon Ayuk, who needs to step your game up. Because, you know, you're out there, you're a rookie, you're having a monster rookie year, you're one of the top rookies, and then you get caught up. If you're a fucking NFL player, you stay in your fucking house or your room, wherever you, you go, and and you just stay to yourself, and and you don't need to go out and risk it for a bitch, for a hoe, for anyone. It should be a family, yeah, a Skeezer or a fucking <laughs> uh, some fucking In and Out, whatever it is, you know. But I I just want to make sure that you're being careful and that you're following the protocol if you're an NFL player, and these guys are not doing that. Hence, they're missing big games when we need them. And we were talking about how Debo is, you know, look great. Just imagine if we had Debo and Ayuk in this last Bro. game. It would have been a lot. We, we would have killed them, you know. And, yeah, and finally, we're going to get to see them. Ayuk got taken, taken off that COVID list. So he's going to play against Buffalo on Monday night. But, man, it sucks. And, and you got to be more of a fucking professional. And and not let this shit happen. And you know, even when you're in the bubble, that's that's the way that the league is able to kind of control who gets it, and and or you know, control how who doesn't get it by keeping you in the bubble. You're not in a bubble, so fucking handle your business as a pro, and don't be a fucking idiot. And for that, Ayuk getting on the COVID protocol list and all that, you need to yeah. step yep. your game. game fucking idiot but i'm excited <laughs> to have him back
0: no he's a great draft pick and uh i am a fan
1: yeah so man monday night the 49ers at five and six go in yes really tough game really really tough game against yes the buffalo bills they are underdogs by one and a half the 49ers are and since the city of santa clara the county of santa clara denounced that there cannot be any gatherings any events etc even if there's no fans out of nowhere the 49ers had to move the game from santa clara to somewhere and they were thinking of oakland they were thinking of up north i know they were thinking of uh, you know, somewhere close so the team wouldn't have to go. And it's, it turns out that Arizona's got two games uh, on the road, their next two games. So they offered their stadium uh, where the Super Bowl was before, et cetera, um, to the Niners to host their next two games against Buffalo and Washington. So all that said, this 49er home game is in Arizona.
0: Yeah, well, um that sucks, yeah. but you know, oh well. Monday night, um, Buffalo is one of those teams that's really on the bubble, man. They're they're about to be a premier team, I think. I mean, they're sitting at eight and three right now, but they have a lot of un uh, underrated talent on their squad, and uh, Josh Allen, dude. I like that guy. Yeah. He's a fucking beast, man. He got a rifle arm and a good athlete. And I really like watching him play. Um, their leading rusher, uh, Devin Singletary, is he related to Mike? I don't think so. No. Well, anyway. Mike he's... only
1: wants winners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the receiving core, beast. And Stefan Diggs, you know, since joining the Bills, you know, has been leading their team. Leading the um, league,
1: actually, uh, in receptions, he's got eighty right now. He's he's been a fucking beast. He's eighty for nine forty five right now.
0: Yeah, killing it. You know yeah. they're all around. They're they're, they're talented. Their their defense is uh, kind of a no name defense, but man, they they go out there and they ball. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm really curious about this game because <laughs> that Buffalo Bills team—they're young, they're full of spunk. And, um, I think we're going to have our hands full, you know, and coming off this big momentum win against the Rams. And even though it's on the West coast or not the West coast, but on the West side, um, it's still a a road game. It's still traveling, you know, it's Monday night. So there's a lot more pressure. It's a whole different, different ordeal, but we have our, we have Sherman back. We got Debo. Very curious about this game. It could go either way. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Niners because our defense is that goddamn good. And I think when you look at the matchup, our teams match up fairly evenly, um, except for when it comes to our defense, we have the seventh ranked defense in the league compared to their 20th ranked defense. Um, Their offense is 13th overall, uh, but their passing game is really damn good. But I feel like our defense could still make it happen. And, uh, So I'm going to go ahead and and run with us, you know, to, to win it, but uh, it's going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be a good Monday night game. So when you look at, they played in our
1: division, obviously they're playing us and, and what really stood out to me over the last couple of weeks was two things. The way that they played against the Seahawks and then the way that they played against the Cardinals, Arizona, they whooped the Seahawks ass more than I've ever been, you know, I've seen and, and, uh, Josh Allen was throwing all over them and that's when their defense really was exposed. They lost uh, they they beat the Seahawks 44-34 and and was really, you know, torching them. Their running game with Singletary is decent, but it's not anything that I don't think the 49ers can stop. But we saw the other side of that when Kyler Murray in Arizona came in. They got passed on pretty hard. Um, And, you know, they got exposed on their defense and then they came in and uh, last week they beat the Chargers or the other day they beat the Chargers and Bobby Herbert. So they win the games that they're supposed to win. Uh, They had a, a close game against the Jets, but again, in the, in the AFC, you know, the way that the Ravens are playing, the Ravens lost again. And, you know, they've had some COVID protocols, but in the AFC you, you look at the Steelers, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Ravens, Titans and the Bills. Those are like the teams. And the Bills like you said, 8 and 3. Uh, this is a really big game for the Bills and this is a really big game for the 49ers as far as if they want to if they want to keep, you know, their playoff hopes alive. So that one and a half Whew, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game, but I, right now I'm gonna say 49ers get the win, twenty seven twenty, and uh, and we beat we are we're underdogs by one and a half, but uh, I you know I think with IU coming back, another week of practice hopefully with Mostert uh, and and getting a little bit more healthy there, getting a little uh, you know help on the line, the offensive line, and letting those guys gel a little bit. I I think we're going to be able to run on these guys, and we're definitely going to be able to pass on them. Their defense is, you know, Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, A.J. Klein, Tremaine Edmonds. They've got some stars, I mean, some just really good players on defense that are paid really well, and that's, you know, that's it. But the strength of our defense right now with Sherman back um, is is our corners at, with Verrett and Richard Sherman. And you look at Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, um, John Brown. We can stop those guys, I think. And uh, that would be the key for us winning. Uh, and I, I think we win. Amen That's to that. It.
0: Yeah. That's it. Fuck it. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the uh, other games. Yeah, let's do it. Let me
1: the it up do tell me how to live my life <laughs> fucking Jesus fucking Christ
0: <laughs> 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 Oh shit So yeah, Niner Empire, man This is uh, This has been an interesting season, man Oh it's man just, It's just good enough to keep watching Not good enough to get uh, Quest for 60 about it <laughs> But you know We've done worse. Yeah, it's
1: definitely been a crazy year. It's weird watching no one be there in the stands or like a a thousand people be in the stands. But, um, you know, injuries have have ravaged us. But uh, we'll see. Let's try to pull this shit out. Let's go. Let's see. Uh, You want to start off?
0: Yeah, I'll set it off. All right. So, setting off the week, we got New Orleans going into Atlanta. Atlanta has been kind of turning it around with Raheem Morris coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a divisional battle, which you're usually fought a little closer than your average game. But um, New Orleans is still New Orleans, and I'm not picking against them. They're favored by three. I think they're going to cover.
1: So it, I've been watching pretty closely, and I keep <clears throat> I keep a tab of – uh, Wigerians, and who's the biggest wigger in the league? And <laughs> Kelsey has been up there, and he's been high on the wigger list, <laughs> but Taysom Hill is working his way up. Oh man. He is a wigger. But he, well, he does have a black name. I don't care if his name's black. He wishes he was black. And for that only, I have put my wrath on the Saints. I've always hated the Saints. But first you get that piece of shit Trump Republican uh, turncoat, Drew Brees, and that shit, that thing on his face that's got a thing on his face. And then you get the wigger, Taysom Hill, with the name Taysom. And he really wishes he was black. And for that, (laughs) I want the Falcons to smash them, especially with Raheem as their their coach. Um, So I'm going to go Falcons plus three. They have been
0: playing better. Yeah, that's also true. All right. Well, moving on, <clears throat> we have Chicago hosting Detroit, NFC North divisional matchup, Chicago favored by three. Uh, I think they cover that. Chicago has been pretty reliable this year. I
1: think they've been pretty reliable to be shit, with, especially <laughs> with uh, Trubisky, at quarterback, and uh, the Lions just firing everybody. I think they're going to come out kind of pumped up. I want to see our future quarterback, Matt Stafford, uh, play his last few games in in Detroit before he comes over to the 49ers. I'm going to take the Lions on the road plus three.
0: All right. Um, Tennessee hosting Cleveland. Um, Tennessee is favored by five and a half. They're at home. They're definitely going to win. Yeah, I, I agree. Although
1: Cleveland's running game is, is you know been good. Tennessee is just a better team they win. They can't stop uh Lewis. No
0: way. All right. Uh Miami to was Dolphins uh hosting Cincinnati minus Joe Burrow. Miami favored by eleven and a half. Ugh That's a big spread, but it is. Cincinnati Cincinnati is a shit show and they don't even have Burrow. So for that reason, maybe they can do it. What's the story with Tua? Is he even playing? He was injured, right?
1: He got hurt and then Fitzmagic came in. And uh, from what I know right now, Tua's starting. He's back.
0: Well, I am going to pick Miami to win. I think Cincinnati was a mess with Burrow and without him, they're a dumpster fire. So I, I think I watched to his first game and
1: he kind of game managed and ran, you know, he didn't really throw the ball down the field, but when he did, he just didn't look that great. And I think he got benched more than he got hurt. And the Bengals, I I don't even know who their backup is. I I know who it is. I'm just forgetting who it is. I think 11 and a half is just too much. And I just don't think Tua is going to – I hate to say this. I just don't think Tua is going to be that good as a quarterback. I think he's going to be another one of those Miami, you know, kind of guys, like, you know, that just doesn't have tools around him and then he's just not that good, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go with the Bengals plus 11 and a half.
0: All right. Uh, Minnesota hosting Jacksonville. Minnesota favored by nine and a half. If there's one team that's shittier than the Bengals, (laughs) it is Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I got Minnesota. Yeah, and Thielen's coming back off uh,
1: the COVID list. I like like Minnesota, too. Jaguars, they'll they'll find a way to keep it close. But at the end, I think uh, Minnesota wins by that nine and a half.
0: Yeah, only team in the game ran by an Arab.
1: Yes. Right. And they, they need to sell, too. Oh, shit. Yes, they do. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, Las Vegas Raiders going to the Meadowlands to face the Jets. The Raiders are favored by seven and a half. And speaking of shit fucking teams, the Jets might be the shittiest. And so uh Raiders definitely win, definitely cover. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders easy. I don't know what's fucking wrong with
1: them. Last week they cost me some money. Uh but you know, I think Carr pulls it back together and they kill the Jets. The Jets, they're fucking so sorry.
0: Yeah, and, and they're a reflection of their, of head, their coach. head
1: coach, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awful. All right. Uh Indianapolis going into Houston, Indy favored by three. Uh Indy is just good enough. Their defense is really good. Uh Phillip Rivers, even though he tends to have his uh questionable moments, he's still a good quarterback. So I got Indy.
1: How much does it hurt you to see DeForest Buckner just fucking bawling for the Colts right now? Man, and and then ever. and then you go and look and you see Eric Armstead for us. Just being run of the mill, you know, um, a mid level football player, and when we gave up, gave, basically gets paid around the same amount a max contract to Forrest Buckner. It sucks, um, but I'm gonna take the Colts minus three. Um, Texans just don't have any running, and they, it, you know, they lacking weapons and injuries. So I'm gonna go with the Colts.
0: All right. Then we have the Los Angeles Lambs going into Arizona, AFC West matchup. Uh Rams favored by three. I don't buy it. I like the Cardinals. The Cardinals at home. The Cardinals have talent and I just I think the Rams uh were somewhat exposed after their facing of us. So I got Arizona. Period. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go with Arizona, too. I guess they're playing on Sunday at the stadium, and then we come in and play Monday. I don't know if the Rams got exposed other than, you know, they're they're really just not. Jared Goff isn't that great, and they're not that great. But I think the Cardinals beat them. I think the Rams can beat everyone except for us in the division. We'll, we'll whoop their ass. But I'll, I'll take the Cardinals this time, plus three.
0: All right, and lost my place here. Um, Seattle, hosting the Giants, Seattle favored by 10. Easy, easy money, Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks at home next. All right, Green Bay hosting Philadelphia. Green Bay favored by 9.5, also easy money, Green Bay.
1: The Eagles keep it close in a division Nine and a half is a big spread, but I think Aaron Rodgers at home throws all over them, and uh, they win. So I'll take the Packers, too. All
0: right. Uh, Then we move on to the Los Angeles Chargers hosting New England with Trans Newton, the groundbreaking quarterback who's breaking down barriers not only for the oppression that Black people face, but also the oppression that LGBTQ STDs faced. Yes. So shout out to them. Uh, But I think Trans Newton, you know, he's been fairly decent and new England is such a well-coached team. The chargers are actually not uh, exactly lump cakes either, but I just feel like the Patriots are going to win. Cam
1: Newton and his I'll tumble for you. Culture club glasses. (laughs) I think he comes through. And actually leads them to victory over the Chargers. Chargers have so many close games, um, but I, you know, I I, I don't know. It's, they have it even, but I'm going to take the Patriots on the
0: road. All right, and then we move to Kansas City hosting Denver, favored by 14. Uh, I have no reason to believe they're not going to cover. You know, they're still Kansas City. They're still it's still Patrick Mahomes. They're They're a hell of a team, and uh, Denver's not. That's pretty fucking simple. I don't see anyone beating
1: Kansas City right now or anyone even staying within two touchdowns of them right now. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 14 at home. Yes. All right.
0: Uh, Pittsburgh, the the leader of the league right now, kicking fucking ass and taking names. Uh, hosting Washington football team, the team that single-handedly ended racism uh, and lifted the NFL to new plateaus because it takes all of us.
1: Pittsburgh,
0: it's not just
1: a one-man effort, bro.
0: No, it's, it's not.
1: And Daniel Snyder, he hates racism, and he he hates raping. Uh, and he does. He, he has no part in any of those. So he, the first thing you do is you change the name of your team after you've
0: been hounded for 50 years to do so? <laughs> well, so, sometimes, you know, it takes a moment to do it. I think he knew that the people weren't ready. It wasn't him. But when the time came, he did it, you know, because he's all about the movement. And uh, I think that he's a, a great advocate for... <laughs> <laughs> right. he is
1: just so big on that BLM wagon... <laughs> that, that, that that's Daniel Snyder <laughs> fucking idiot
0: <laughs> you know that's a real real quick uh, yeah. I, I, sometimes I wonder if they did that name out of spite you know like fuck you guys It will just be to watch the Washington football team and they had said they're actually considering uh, yeah. using that name going forward
1: well if he really wanted to well first off he's going to be forced to sell the team right but if he really wanted to Given an ode and turn things around, he would have called them the Washington Tuskegee Airmen or something like that. <laughs> but I would, have,
0: I would have called it the Washington Blacks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Washington DC homiciders. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, but anyway, I'll take the Steelers minus nine and a half at home.
0: Yeah, no, no way.
1: The, the, you know what I've been saying this a lot too. It's great to look over there, turn on the TV, and to see Alex Smith managing games again, man.
0: In <laughs> <laughs> hey, a real quick sidebar: I gotta give him his props, man. You know that guy. I anyone who's followed us for any period of time knows I'm one of the biggest Alex Smith haters. I was very bitter when we drafted him over Aaron Rodgers, and that never faded. But. He's a solid human being, a good oh, yeah. guy. He almost lost his fucking leg and uh, to see him out there playing is a testament to his uh his heart. So, but shout just out like you Smith. say,
1: you know, you could say like hey, you know, Joe Montana, no matter what, he's a man. No matter what, how good of a person Alex Smith is, how good of a family man he is, no one can take away the fact that he's a fucking game manager. <laughs>
0: those are facts those are facts those are hard facts all right Um, i definitely have pittsburgh it was no fucking win god's green earth they're gonna lose to washington but uh then of course we go to monday night which is going to be buffalo versus san francisco uh obviously we're both picking san francisco and um, then there's a game Tuesday night. Yeah, because the
1: Ravens had all the fucking COVID, and they had to play today on Wednesday. So they get, you know, and this is the other fucked up thing. They get to play their game on Tuesday. When the 49ers had their COVID, you know, what was it, a few weeks ago, we had to play with a, with basically nobody, no wide receivers, yeah. No one, you know, but you get a, a front line team like the Ravens or the Steelers or whatever it is, and and the the NFL starts fucking postponing games and moving them around to bye weeks and everything. The shit just isn't right. And fucking Goodell again, piece of fucking trash. You know, it's just not fair to some, and and you know, that just their hierarchy and the way that they play that shit is all fucked up. I hope uh, fucking Anvil falls on fucking. Goodell's head. <laughs> the fucking
0: idiot. Well, he has led the charge to uh, you know the ending of racism. Yes, and the equity—not just equality, but the equity for all people in the NFL, uh, especially women who are becoming coaches in the NFL. You know, even though they've never, ever, ever played the game one down in their lives. They're put in the position to lead men who do, so that's that's equity. And shout out to Roger Goodell for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's like Trump saying that he's responsible for the economy.
0: <laughs> but uh, Baltimore versus Dallas is a fucking no-brainer. I got Baltimore.
1: Yeah, Dallas. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we're not Dallas fans, put it like that. But uh, yeah, the yeah. Ravens. Ravens uh, have had a tough. Last couple of weeks, but I think they turn it around finally and get good and jump back into the equation, uh, as far as, uh, you know, AFC Super Bowl hopeful. And that's it, that's the run of the games this week,
0: week 13. Yeah, yeah we're getting down to it, yeah. and uh, it wasn't the season that we were hoping for already, but hey, at least we're at least watchable and um. I'm I'm halfway excited for this week's game and yeah, uh, so I know the Steelers are your other team, but uh, who is your NFC Super Bowl hopeful?
1: Man, I, I you know, and I hate the fucking Seahawks, but I just think their defense is fucking so awful. Um, so you know, it, it's hard, but I, I got to go with the Packers just because I think. At any point, they can score 50 points on you. Aaron Jones can run. Um, they're starting to get healthy as far as their receivers, especially when they have Devontae Adams and Valdez Scantling. Those guys are fucking really good. Um, and if their defense can hold the team to 20, they'll just outscore you. They can't beat the 49ers. They can't really stop the run. But you start looking at the NFC, man, I, don't, I really don't see – You know, I I really don't see that much uh, strength in the NFC. So I I would right now, I'd probably have to say the Packers.
0: Yeah, um, I don't disagree with that. The Packers are pretty damn strong. Um,
1: And I don't think it's going to be New Orleans who would be the other team just because, and they're nine and two, just because Drew Brees is out and Taysom Hill thinks he's black. Um, and you know, I just don't think. Uh, I think they're they're not good. I, you know, they're nine and two in in a pandemic year. So
0: well, I'd say the Packers. If you were to take Taysom's Wigness, multiply it times a thousand, you would have a fraction of Travis Kelsey's.
1: Yes. Weakness. Yeah, I I think the next point for Kelsey is to really start uh, pushing his rap career.
0: Oh, that's fucking coming.
1: And then probably getting a burger at McDonald's uh, and, uh, you know, the half of whatever, the uh, Big Mac meal. And then to work on the accent, you know, the accent. It's weird with Kelsey because sometimes if he's around his white teammates, he's proud to be white, you know, talking regular. But when he's with his girlfriend and some of his black teammates, the accent really starts to come out. So he needs to work on the accent, get the Happy Meal, and the transformation will be complete.
0: Well, in his defense, I would introduce my penis to his girlfriend's vagina. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. (laughs) Do you think he's the only white guy on the team that gets the haircut from the black barber?
0: <laughs> to get the lineup, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I just take the lineup with uh, Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you know, Taysom at least has a black name. You know, he has yeah. that going for it. If you saw his name on a roster and didn't know, it's pretty, you know, safe to assume. You would think that he looks like fucking Tyreek Hill.
1: The whole time, though, the league's like, yeah, this Taysom Hill. And it's like, have you heard him talk? I'm surprised he doesn't have a tattoo on his fucking face. He's a wigger. I'm not rooting for any wigger. <laughs> they cannot strive in my mind.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's what equality is really all about. You know, yes. that's what the NFL is all about. They're about equality, you know, all lives. I mean, not all lives. Black lives matter and uh, trans lives matter. Yes. And, um... Yes, a real quick sidebar conversation before we wrap this shit up. Um, women coaches in the game. I think the Niners are the first team in the game to have a woman coach yeah. uh, even even though she's obviously a lesbian, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, there's another coach who looks pretty much like they go to the same barbershop. Um, who's the, not, a,
1: not Al Davis' son. He's not a coach. <laughs> But you're talking about going to the same barber
0: shop. No, the same barber shop as uh the other lesbian coach. Okay. And uh saying that to say she's a lesbian, and again, not that there's anything wrong with that, because there's not I love lesbians. But um your thoughts. I I you know.
1: I mean there's a GM in baseball now who's a woman um, there's women broadcasters, there's women referees, you know, if, if, a woman understands the game and, and has earned her way up, then that's, that's awesome. I guess, you know, you gotta, you gotta earn your way in there though. And, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of coaching is a hard thing. It's like teaching, you know, it's, you think you can do it until you have to do it. It's hard. And if you're, if you're built like that, there, there's, there's people that, never played football uh, and and became coaches. Same with basketball. Like you look at uh, the Miami Hurricanes coach, that dude was working for ESPN and learned football and, and went out and became their head coach. So I, I think a woman can do it. It's just, are the guys going to respect her? Um, I think the NBA is going to be the first league to have a women head coach here in the next couple of years, so...
0: That's unfortunate. (laughs) It's
1: going to fucking happen. Obviously, uh, how do you feel about it?
0: I don't like it. I feel like uh, football... Men's sports in general are for men, and they should be. There's a reason, you know, and I feel that uh, women should stick with their women's sports and let the men have one thing that's sacred to them. And, um, you know, I think it was years and years ago, but when, uh, I think it was Albert bell, um, who went off on a woman reporter who was in the locker room and he was like, what the fuck, you know, like I'm out here with my cock swinging around and you're in the locker room, you know, putting a mic in my face and the locker room is a sacred male thing. And, you know, when you start putting women in there and it has to start getting politically correct, and you know, you lose a lot um, of what it's all about, especially in the game of football.
1: Well, you start seeing you, this keyword you use was sacred. You just start seeing the shit's changing. It's fucking pandemic. There's COVID. There's everything's fucking changing, right? Like, you couldn't even walk around being a trans in my school. Because you would have, you know, you would have paid for it. Like the, the kids were so rude and so fucked up. Now it's the norm. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, we. I, we're I guess that's to that's
1: you know now you look at baseball, the designated hitter is going to be in both leagues. You know, and 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 they're starting pitchers and they're only pitching one inning. Like shit is changing in sports right now, and I think that's. That's part of it. I'm, I'm not so mad or caring about that as I am um, that, you know, there's some fucking idiot head coaches like Adam Gase and some GMs out there that have no fucking idea what they're doing, like like the fucking Bill Ryan whatever his name was, uh, Bill O'Brien or whatever in uh, in Houston that traded Hopkins for nothing. You know, there's yeah, sh- moves. stupid moves. And, and um, you know... It, it, like when the 49ers hired Jim Tom Sula to be a head coach that was one of the worst moves in the history of sports like right, that guy where? that guy I wouldn't even trust him to clean up the urine around the toilet <laughs> i you know and how it's the fuck did he though. get a head coach job and then not only that but in a head coach job you have to justify paying someone a few million dollars who would pay yeah. This guy millions just to you know, it,
0: it just didn't make sense to me. So things are changing. Well, I'm not I'm not with it and um, I hope it doesn't continue. I know it will and um, anything that was once for men is no longer and fuck that shit. You know, okay, okay. In football. So, yeah man, hey everyone has their opinion,
1: no one can say you're wrong.
0: No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And no offense to any of the lesbians and any of the women who think that they belong in a men's locker room. You know, yeah. No offense. Yeah. Well, shit, man. It was a good, good,
1: good week. Let's go beat the Bills on Monday night, um, and we'll talk
0: next week. Sounds good. All right, our Empire. Till next time. All right. Peace. Bye.